I think that's our generation, to be perfectly honest. We, we've always got that kind of self-doubt, like when we were growing up. We were always questioned, whether it was by our parents, by our peers, all that kind of stuff. Why, why are you playing this? Why are you playing games? I'm shutting it down. I'm deleting my Twitch account because I don't think there's going to be another game that, that I'll want to stream anyway. I was like, I might even be done playing video games in general. Why am I spending time online playing games, all this extra effort to stream? It's like, what is the purpose of it? Welcome to Emotive, Episode 2. I'm your host, Dan, also known as Orin Sherbet. Today on the show is my friend, Cabby, who I've known for quite a few years. We talk about our origins on Twitch, how the site has evolved, and advice for creators who may just be starting out. All social media links and notes from the show are in the description of the episode. Enjoy the show. So Cabby's from Australia, and it's always a struggle for me to know like the time zone difference because right now it's about six o'clock p.m. So it's like dinner time for my neck of the woods, and for you, it's like I've just had my wheat bix. It's all good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about ten thirteen a.m. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm I'm a late starter. What can I say? Having my first coffee of the day. Uh, my sleep schedule has gotten around ten a.m. is is like a pretty good start for me a lot mm. of times. Yeah. Although over yeah. the last month I've been getting I've been even better. I've been more like eight AM oh, nice. wake ups. So yeah. that's not too bad, right? The kids try, but yeah. <laughs> the kids try to get me up at, at much earlier, but <laughs> Oh um, I bet. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. <laughs> when you're a when you're a kid, you just want you just want to take advantage of the whole day. It's almost mm. like it's almost like what we should be doing, right? <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. But take you, advantage of the whole day, but I, I want to sleep, damn it. You value that sleep because yeah. it's it's just me. Like I I I value my sleep, but mm. it's hard to get. It's hard <laughs> to get, and I don't have any excuses. I just need. Uh, I don't know what I need. I need to. I need to figure figure something out. Ah, just just uh, just take it as it comes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If I get five, like I've been getting about five hours of uninterrupted sleep, and it doesn't feel like enough, but. Mm. some days some days if i'm just forced to like the days where i'm working i'm forced to just like get up and get going then Mm -hmm. i'm cool but if it's like a day where i have like a little bit of lax time i'm like well shit i want to try to fall back asleep hell yeah hell yeah yeah no and it's 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 that catch-up you know the the, the catch-up kind of a thing you've got you've got the sleep debt you know you've you've been edging into that sleep debt you need to catch up on man I don't know, man. I've 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 listened to people talk about about that sleep debt, and I yeah. feel like once it's almost like killing brain cells. Like once you lose it, you don't get it back. I don't yeah. know if you can get it back, but at least you have the illusion of like, well, I'm catching up on sleep. Yep, yep. As long as you're feeling rested and you're productive, I think that's the main deal. And like, well, that what's in the past is the past. Uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't like think you can just catch up on sleep on the weekend, especially at, at my age. Like, oof, like that's just not, is it? You're not gonna it's not, it's not gonna work out well for you. <laughs> no, no. Before we get too far, yes. I want to let people know who you are, how we met, and stuff. I am uh, some weird Australian from the east coast in in Queensland. I've been a gamer all my life, to be perfectly honest. Started on the Commodore 64 way when I was a tiddler. Yeah, moved up to PC from there and really, really been stuck with a PC every, ever since. Yeah, dabbled in consoles every now and again, but uh, nah, nah, PC, PC all the way, brother. 
how do I start with Twitch? Jeez. I was uh, I was playing with some people. We'd gotten into Armor 3, basically discovered this little mod called Epoch. I, I had initially skipped out on, on the original DayZ mod back in Armor 2 days. I was too busy, I don't know, doing something else. Probably mm. nowhere near as fun. We uh, got into this Epoch mod and it, it seemed like pretty much fun, a lot of fun. And one of the guys um, you know, had, had introduced me to Twitch and, and being an old fart, I was sitting there going, why the fuck would anybody want to watch somebody else play games? Yeah, it was, it was just like, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. It, was, it wasn't about you know other people watching you play a game. It was about other people interacting with you yeah, whilst watching a game. Yeah, exactly. The community side of it. Um, never really took took that into account before. And then, um, yeah, so I, I started streaming this this Epoch stuff. I'm probably getting ahead of your questions here. But one day, I received this massive, well, I thought it was massive anyway, this massive raid from this partnered streamer by the name of Orange Sherbet. Very grateful, and I've been following the uh, following the antics of this whippersnapper ever since. That's funny, man. You know, uh, going into this, I didn't I didn't actually remember the the like moment that I met you, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and now it's kind of coming back to me. Yeah, just to just give people a little bit of context about like what is Arma Three, what is Epoch. So Arma Three is a military simulator by the it's it's like a it's like a Central European country, yeah Central but European yeah. But yeah, so uh, it, it's a military simulator, very hardcore and very moddable, which is uh, what I like about it. I've never actually finished the main campaign. <laughs> My many hundreds of hours of it have been in mods, including Epoch, which is a survival survival mod for, for Armour 3, which was back in the day, originally built off the the bones of DayZ, Armour 2 DayZ mod. Yeah, I think that's it. So I, I had to look it up and I felt I felt bad. I, I had to assume that they were from like, they were Czech, right? But And I was mm. right. But yeah, that's... Yeah. That's yeah, what, Czech, that's Czech Republic. From. That's it. Yeah, I, I keep thinking. I, I get. I always get confused between them and CD Projekt Red, who are um, oh, okay, who are Poland. So completely right. different. Mm. In in my involvement with the project you know, Epoch mod, mm. as it were, I've been helping them out since 2012. I mean, I could go into that whole story, but kind of embedded with the team as a tester. And then I realized that, you know, a lot of people were interested in just like, how does the mod work? And like, how do we do certain things? So I started making like little educational videos and started showing people on the stream. Like the first thing was like fishing. Like, how do you fish? We get a fishing pole, you do this and that. And this yeah. is back in Arma 2. And then when it came to Arma 3, you know, I, I helped work on the wiki and we made little tutorial videos for that. And Arma 3 Epoch was much more like the features were much more insane, like base building requires energy and all these things. And oof. yeah, it was it was during the promotion of Arma 3 Epoch mod that got me partnered on Twitch. So that yeah. was uh, kind of a big deal. Hearing you talk about twitch and mm. your your feelings on it when you look at it from the outside it does appear to people honestly people that are a little bit older and aren't really embedded in video game culture which sounds mm. really pretentious it's really not video game culture is very inclusive and like everybody has a common interest so think about like when you go to a, when you go to a convention you, you go there and you realize like oh my god like this thing that you're kind of uncomfortable about like sharing with with some of your like relatives and people and, that and aren't publicly, yeah. yeah yeah at your work and that like oh well haha you like video games nerd or something <laughs> it, much to a much lesser extent now you go there and it's like 
I can openly speak about anything to anyone. And it doesn't matter what level of fandom you have. Like me, I'm kind of low level, really. I, I have a very niche interest in, in things. And uh, yeah, I, I still, you still, it's a very comfortable thing. And that's kind of how you feel like on Twitch in, in, mm. in the best case scenario. Like you can have discussions about games and it just feels natural. It doesn't feel like, oh, we're, we're all awkwardly sitting here watching someone playing video games. You, you mentioned like once you get into to it you realize like well this is this is just this is just sweet it's just real yeah. casual and like take it as serious as you want to it, spend it is, as much time as you want it is quite literally uh the equivalent of just sitting with your mates on the couch battling through some freaking gamecube game that's your go-to is gamecube <laughs> well I, I think i think a lot of yeah social gaming kind of wise the for me was uh the good old conquer's bad fur day because it was such as it was it was a game that wasn't meant to be played alone even though it's not multiplayer it's not meant to be played alone it is a laugh out loud sick inappropriate you're talking about nintendo 64 right? i am talking about nintendo 64 yes okay. so okay. it was the only game i had for the n64 actually what that's so weird <laughs> yes what the yes hell? It was, it was. That that was like the introduction of, you know, having everybody sitting around and everybody actually engaged in, in watching the game and, and interacting with the person playing the game. Because everybody was interested in, in complete and utter inappropriate bullshit was Conker going to come up with next? <laughs> you know wow that's yeah that's so weird that like that's how did that end up being your only game like how does oh, that I, I i inherited that gamecube from a from a from a roommate and he took he took games and he left conquers that game, game, so, you're talking about 64 right because you yeah. said gamecube oh okay oh uh, 64 did i say gamecube did i sorry my bad yeah i was just yeah. making sure like i don't know if they i don't think there was a i don't think there was like a remastered version that came out on xbox or something yeah there was there was yeah but that no, was after was, that was after rare like shuttered and so they didn't No, they got bought out by microsoft right that yeah was it was deal. It was. They got brought out by Microsoft. I, I don't know how long after that, but after that, after Conkers, they got brought out. I don't know a lot of this video game history off the cuff, by the way. I just know a little bit about that because I was kind of a big fan of that game. Kind of kind of as an outsider, I played it through emulation because that was the only way I could play it because by mm. the time, I knew about it when it was coming out, but it was around the time where I like sell it. I sold off a bunch of my game collection because... Mm. Well, my girlfriend at the time really wasn't into video games. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to have all of that. It was like kind of like baggage. And yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was kind of like in between living situations. It's like after I, after I graduated high school and like between there and college and I'm like, ah, I have to fit every, I have to fit everything in the back of my truck or it's mm -hmm. not going to work. And like mm -hmm. all my, all my collection pretty much went kaput except for my, I kept my Super Nintendo and my Nintendo and a couple games and that was about it. And then of course I have that in my truck as I'm moving one time and it gets stolen oh there's my there, there's my video game collection it's just out the door uh, jesus yeah shit luck shit luck well, hey, let's uh, continue speaking a little bit about Twitch. And I'm just going to go through my experience with it and like where I feel like it went and my confusion on like where it's going. Right. My inspiration for anything when it comes to live streaming, which was which just came out of nowhere, is just wanting to record my experiences I always, uh, I think that it must have been back in the file front days. 
Filefront was a website where people could just host. A lot of times it was like hosted like frag movies and stuff for Counter-Strike and Quake uh, yeah, and yeah. Team Fortress. And mm-hmm. there were websites that would advertise these. It was kind of like a, there'd be like a little blog post and it'd be like, oh, well, this this creator released this this movie, this frag movie, and I'd watch it. And it, it was so exciting to me. I always wanted, I was like, well, shit, if some, something really cool happens, I want to, I want to show people. So Mm -hmm. I made, I made a little, I made a little frag movie off of my public server Counter-Strike days before I joined it. Well, I was in a clan, but joining a clan in a, on a public server basically means you get to wear the tag while you shoot against a bunch of random people. And w- and we played these fight yard maps and they were just small like casual deathmatch maps. Mm. So <laughs> my first <laughs> my first foray into like video editing mm. in that was uh recording demos in Counter-Strike and then later on you could go back and play back your demo and it would mimic your your uh, movements and shooting it was pretty advanced for the time, I guess, because it would record if people use their microphones in the game, yeah. it would have a it would have an audio track embedded with it, too. And the demo files would get kind of big if people use their microphones. But a lot of times it was just the movement. But there was no fraps was a big deal when it yeah. when it came out, because you were able to like you're able to capture your screen. You're able to capture your screen. That was like huge. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it took yeah. a took a really beefy computer to do. What I used was start movie. I think was the command in the console. We're talking mm-hmm. about Counter Strike on the Half Life engine. Counter Strike yeah. that came out like nineteen ninety nine, and this was probably two thousand and two thousand and three. Oh, so the the good old uh, Half Life two uh, Half Life two mod, or well, actually Half Life mod. Half Life mod. It's uh, so yeah. This is Half Life two was two thousand six. This is like two thousand and three. So yeah, no, I I remember. I remember. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I used Start Movie, and what it did was it uh, used Bitmap, not JPEG, Bitmap <laughs> pictures, and it would just take a snapshot every so often. And I think I think you could set it to thirty frames per second or sixty. My computer couldn't do sixty; I could do thirty. It'd have all these Bitmap files, all named the same same thing, and then oh 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 one, oh oh two, and then you would have to you would have to sync it up with the demo, and then you take the Bitmaps and convert those into a video, and then you take the <laughs> all these video <laughs> files, and then you somehow uh, some kind of archaic I don't even remember what kind of. Think about all that effort. The reason why, given all this context, like all that effort to make this Just like really one. crappy video, which I have to find the link to it and post it because I have, yeah. I have, I actually have it on YouTube. That little that beast would have taken like a day to render or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember I was at my friend's house because I didn't even have internet. So everyone's because the well the the apartment that I rented, they were like, oh yeah, there's internet access. I was like, oh great, and I go there and like the options for internet access, they duped me. Uh-huh. It was a it was a blind spot for both cable internet and DSL. The only internet you could get was dial up or oh, nice. like ISDN or something. Yep. It was very expensive for that. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I just like partied most of the time while I was there. And then mm. every once in a while, I would haul my computer with a big ass CRT over to my friend Corey's oh, place. And then yep. he'd be like annoyed because of my big ass computer in the in like the dining room or what, whatever. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. When you're like bat, it's like a bachelor pad. Like the dining room isn't actually the dining room. It's just an open no. stretch of carpet. It's, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so yeah. I'd, I'd have that out there and be playing Counter-Strike and he'd be like, all right. Well, we can we don't have to just sit here the whole time. But yeah, I, I was so committed. I'm like, I'm going to make my frag movie right now. <laughs> I remember it rendered for like 12 hours or something. Yep. 
Yeah. And where did I upload? Where did I even upload it to? It was before YouTube. So I think oh, I put it, I think man. I, I think I did put it on Filefront. And, uh, yeah. and, and yeah. but then I also saved it on CD, CD ROM. This is before mm. DVD. So it was on, there was like one CD. Mm. I remember it was like, it was like <laughs> 500 megabytes or something. I conserved it somehow yeah. and saved it all these years later. Um, <laughs> just, just going off of that where I have to get, I need to get, I need to get somewhere close to Twitch here because no, no, otherwise, no, right. otherwise that's I'm right. just going to talk, I'm just going to start talking about like my Counter-Strike career or something. Fast forward years later, I made all sorts of crappy, I made all sorts of crappy montage videos for my clans. There was, I actually was gonna uh, it was around 2010 it was in 2010 i was done with counter-strike needed to find a new game i was kind of broke and i was i was like oh man i'm gonna go through my i'm just going through my bank statements what in the hell is this <laughs> it's it's like it's file planet and i was so mad there's this website called file planet and you would use it back in the day before games would automatically update you'd have to go on this go on to these file hosting uh, sites yeah. that was the whole point of file planet and file front yeah they'd have, yeah they'd have little banner ads and it was places where you could go to get game updates i had a i had this premium subscription to file planet that had been taken out of my bank account it was some something like 10 bucks a month it's a lot of money to me you know <laughs> and I was like, I was so mad. It had been, it must have been um, active for like a couple years or something. And I just never oh, noticed because I never really, I was an idiot. I never looked at my bank statements. Right. So I'm like, what the, what the F, man? I go, <laughs> I go on to File Planet and I'm like, what is this subscription even for? I didn't even understand. I think that, well, File Planet was like the premium thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you had to subscribe to get all the, all the major speeds. Yeah. yeah, that was the deal, right? I'm, mm. I hope that I'm calling it. I don't even care if it's not the right site. I don't know <laughs> if it exists. I don't know, even know if it exists anymore. Yep, but the yep. whole point of this was, oh, with File Planet, you can get exclusive beta access to to upcoming games. And I didn't even know that that was a thing that like you could. Well, mm. I was a beta tester for freaking Counter-Strike, if you count that, and like Team Fortress Classic. Yep, but yep. I didn't consider myself a tester. No. or anything and it's a mod it's not like it's not like some triple a game or anything but they did have like early access to certain games that were like going to be coming out and that was their whole thing their whole yep. shtick so right. a game called game called um all points bulletin and it looked uh, a yes. lot like it looked a lot like um grand theft auto i i remember it uh when, when it was when when apb was first being advertised it was it was basically being advertised as a you know a gta kind, kind of experience yeah yeah open world yeah. kind of experience i remember it got me very excited um i was yeah. not in the loop at all with no. any of that no no mm. not at all so when i saw there was this it had to have been closed beta because if it was open beta, then everybody would have. Yeah, everybody yeah, would have been let in. I had to get gave. They gave me a couple of keys for it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is amazing. And I, I had already canceled the subscription. I'm like, well, at least I get something out of this thing. I probably paid like two hundred dollars for <laughs> two hundred dollar beta keys, <laughs> two hundred dollar beta keys. So my friend Justin and I tried it out and we were just like because because we were Counter-Strike buddies. And I was like, you, this is this is freaking incredible. A third person shooter, just like Grand Theft Auto. And we're like, oh, this is cool. And we're we're goofing off. And and, and and the game was was as kind of as advertised, kind of like a Grand Theft Auto-esque um, open world third person shooter with progression, sort of RPG type progression oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, cops versus criminals, PvP. And then the criminals, we played as criminals, of course, because you were the badasses, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go, and you ram raid shops. 
steal stuff, go get money, get better guns, talk mm. trash to people. You know, you grief people with dump trucks, yep. all sorts yep. of all sorts of stupid crap. I made I had made a couple of videos for that, too, like little silly montages. Those still mm. exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Justin that was like, hey, you know, check out this. Uh, there's this site where where people are live streaming. Yeah. And it was Justin TV, Justin TV. Oh, yep, yep, um, yep. And I was like, uh, well, that's cool. My PC was barely able to handle APB at the time. So I was like, I wonder, maybe this is like a better way to like record my stuff. So I, I just wanted to have something out there for posterity. And I mm. realized like, oh, well, a few other people are, are using the site for this game too. You know, I just threw up my stream just so that I could have the recording later. That was kind of the genesis was... of it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, get a few people chatting in there. And I realized that like, I'd have to like alt tab out to read the chat. I think that I got a, a laptop or something to sit yeah. next to me to read my chat for a to, while. To read the chat, yeah. I, I know we, like the, the group of guys that I was with, you know, before we started playing Epoch, we, we were pretty heavily in the, into into the initial DayZ standalone, like a, like that December that it came out, we'd started playing it because one of the other guys had actually played Armour 2 in DayZ and he was he was right into it. Yeah, it was it was, it was very, very much a, a similar kind of experience. You know, we, we were doing some just stupid crap. You know, the, the way DayZ is, you can... You can basically do whatever the hell hell you want. So we we did some dumbass things, <laughs> and you do you want you want to keep you, you want to keep some kind of uh, some kind of re, re, you know recording pro, for prosperity reasons, you know memories and, and shit like that. So I initially started doing that. That was when I think Shadowplay was like on its very first kind of iteration. It was it was like in beta testing and, and stuff like that. So I was recording via Shadowplay, and I, I would I would I would try and do these these edits that upload them to youtube they don't exist anymore because i'm totally ashamed of them <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah there was things like we i remember capturing some some dude and we we took him up uh for a journey up the coast you know just you know pretending like he's some kind of um oh god what was that bloody movie with a dead guy um, oh, like, um weekend at bernie's yeah we, yeah yeah we were pretending like it was a weekend at bernie's with this <laughs> with this cap, captured freshborn and you know shit like that but uh and, and that's when um I, I think that's where i first started streaming on twitch because that you know it wasn't just thinking back on it, it wasn't epoch it was it was that day z right um, okay yeah yeah totally lying to your view to your listeners jesus <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's weird. It's it sometimes it comes back to you uh later, like where it actually started. Mm, and I actually yeah. I picked I picked up a few details in my story as mm. I was talking about it here. And memory yep. is kind of a weird thing. Whether it it's whether it's completely true, mm. it's just how you remember it. Like you're being I can yeah. you know you're being honest, but like yeah. it's like it's like, well, maybe the story is a little bit different from somebody else's view because they their memory is slightly it's just what they what they were around for. Exactly, exactly. Because that was a that was a time where yeah, YouTube wise, I was following a lot of guys like uh Mr. Moon, uh yeah, Blackout, who was some jam jar. Yeah, that, sure. that was yeah, that that was a big kind of um uh daisy guys yeah when they took the switch over to, to twitch uh, and i was quite literally I, I wasn't joking before i was as as an australian who uh, you, you know we're, we're not we're, we're like about five years te technologically behind the u.s huh. so we're, we're sitting there i'm sitting there scratching my head like why would like edited videos i can understand but uh you know watching people yeah. play this shit live especially daisy where nothing happens for hours at a time sometimes. I mean, did, did it seem kind of lazy or, or what was like... 
because you're into games so like what was the what was like the hang-up for you well i like i just couldn't understand especially with something like daisy right where you know you, you can quite literally this is a game where you put a a coin under your w you know your your s key so it pushes down your <laughs> w key for for crying out loud yeah you know, what on earth would people want to watch you know the um, running simulator the, the running simulator for for what can be about five minutes of action per hour um you know i i just i, I couldn't understand it but when you'd start doing it it is quite literally that you know you, you start chatting to people and, and the daisy community was oh there were some assholes don't get me wrong but there were some really, really good people who'd, who'd come, come and watch. Like, I may only have, like, about, you know, three viewers at that stage, but they were three really tight fucking people, you know. <laughs> you know, they, they have, have a chat and, you know, talk about this and talk about the progression that Standalone was taking at the time because that, that, was, that was when Rocket was still, still commanding the, the troops there. And, sure. um, yeah, we were, you know, you'd have this conversation of, oh, I'm so excited to see this. What happens if they bring this? And and that's what filled in the time. And that's what actually made playing, it, it made playing the game even more friggin' entertaining because, you know, all the, all the boring bits were filled in with people chatting with other people. It was great. It was wonderful. And the same with uh, when, when we did eventually switch over to Epoch, it was the same kind of thing. You know, Epoch was a, a lot more tighter. Um, you know, you didn't have, especially with the AI kind of, um, you know, the AI troops. And every time I heard a fucking um, drone, you know, you, you, <laughs> your, your arsehole would pucker up and it's just like, well, where the fuck are they coming from? <laughs> the, the, the bits where you, you got, you're trying to get to another town or something like that and, and having that community there to, you know, fill that in and uh have a chat with and and all that kind of stuff it was great it, it you know it wasn't just you know streaming for streaming sake for me it was kind of having the ha, you know having the guys with you along for the ride while you're while you're doing it yeah you do it for long enough and it feels weird to not stream while you're playing something exactly like, exactly like something's missing yeah and sometimes you feel guilty when you're playing a game by yourself and it's just like well i really should be streaming this but fuck <laughs> it, you know <laughs> yeah so yeah. so i'm gonna get back to Sorry. to my yeah. to my timeline this is 2011 now and i i was like i have to get a second monitor i have to i actually hooked up my I think I'd been using my LCD. I hooked, this is what I did. I ended up hooking up my CRT as mm -hmm. a second monitor, right? No, I think yeah. I up, I think I updated my PC. Maybe. Oh, okay. I don't remember, man. All I know is that I, go. <laughs> all I know is that I, I found it necessary to have a second monitor just so I could view the chat because I, that was like a, it was such a, it was such a big deal mm -hmm. and I didn't even know it. I was like, this is really cool. Even though like half the people in the APB community would just come in to talk shit or something like yeah. the other half were pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You meet some, meet some interesting folks and it was a lot more active community back then as far as like people chatting it up and the game had a yeah. much bigger population but things changed early 2012 for me some drama ensued regarding the game and people that i'd met in the game mm. and i was like i'm done with apb mm -hmm. i'm shutting mm -hmm. it down i'm deleting my twitch account because i don't think there's going to be another game that that i'll want to stream anyway i was like i might even be done playing video games in general i i had just turned 30 yeah <laughs> so i was like uh maybe it's time for me just to quit playing video games altogether and then in um god in june of that year 
was around the time when Daisy mod came out for yeah. Arma 2. I had bought Arma 2 when it was mm. on sale on Steam. My friend Justin and I played it for like a minute because <laughs> we didn't even know what it was. We're like, these are giant maps and there's like hardly anybody playing and I don't understand how to play. And like, I didn't understand mm. that there was like an extra expansion you needed for certain things. And like, there's all sorts of things you needed to do to actually find a good server to play on. I didn't know anything. Then I have, I got clued into into DayZ mod and people were playing it. And by the way, in 2012 was the switch to twitch.tv. So yeah, it was a switch from Justin TV to Twitch, I think, or did that happen in, it happened in late 2011 or it was early days for Twitch in 2012. And there were people streaming this DayZ mod. I started watching a little bit and I was like, what in the world is this? Mm. It was, <laughs> it was so like intense and I'm not a yeah. person that's like into horror and stuff like that. I didn't know what sandbox meant in a game. Mm. I barely knew what open world meant. I mostly had played Counter-Strike up to that point. So I I understood like, oh, it's a military sim Mm. and people are shooting people, but there's zombies. And like most of the time when I was watching people, it was just like pitch black and they were terrified, you know? Yeah. (laughs) like, Well, I got to try this out. Ended up kind of falling in love with the game. I spent a couple of months playing, playing Daisy like without streaming and that ended up meeting a guy and and he was starting a little community we were playing with his crew and like that community it was really cool i i would say the guy's name but you know some shit went down and and un, un, unfortunately we're not friends anymore even though it was kind of my fault oh okay. <laughs> and, and, okay. and i regret it i regret yeah. it to this day because yeah. because he was like a big inspiration for me in streaming i started streaming in on the orange sherbet account i think it was september of 2012 because what i wanted to do was i wanted to help this guy promote his community you know mm-hmm. i didn't have any other motives other than that and uh there was a lot of good people um that came through yeah. And someone named Sacriel, who's pretty, uh, who's, yep. who, who's still a pretty relevant. Uh, I was still, he's, he's still a pretty relevant streamer nowadays. He came through and raided me, I think, a couple months into my streaming. I think it might have been in 2013, like yeah. spring of 2013 or something. But that was like a huge moment for me. Yeah. And and I decided to continue on streaming kind of after I, I had sort of broke off friendship from the guy who inspired me to start. Mm. Um, But the one thing that he always did was he greeted people as they came into the chat. And I carried that through. You know, I did I did little surveys on my stream. I'm like, do you guys like it when I greet greet Mm. you? And they were like, yeah. In fact, I did I did an official survey about a year later. And like 80 percent of people said, yes, I like it when you greet me. And the the way I would do it is I, I use an IRC client for the chat. And I could see when they joined and when they left, which yeah, actually yeah. creates this weird like mental thing. Like when you see people leave the chat too. <laughs> it, it is. It's just like, what? what? That, that Jake wasn't that bad, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, most people liked it. And I'm going to kind of jump ahead in time a bit. I think that everybody that streams can relate. You go through periods where you're like, I don't know if this is worth it. Life situations happen. Um, Maybe the game you're playing becomes less popular. You just become demotivated, burnt out, all those things. Well, of course, that happens just periodically. So it's amazing. It's amazing that I continued streaming in Mm. the summer of 2013, I think August. Hmm. I, I said started making friends with some of the guys 
in the blacklist community, I discovered um, Smack. Yeah. And he was, he's just a really cool guy. Um, I've met him at, at a, a couple of different conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He's just super chill. And I liked his vibe. I liked the people that hung out in the community, the blacklist community, which is mm. some of the people you listed, all yeah. friends with Mac. Everybody just kind of came from there. A lot of the people I still talk to nowadays are kind of kind of came from that community. And oh, uh, yeah. he, he invited me to join the stream team. You know, I think it must must have been a recommendation from uh, I know it was Tack Impulse had a hand oh, in yep, it. Yep, yep, what yep. a great guy. What a great guy. <laughs> I could I could probably talk for an hour about him, <laughs> but I won't. Getting invited to that stream team gave me a little extra juice. And that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the story of of me on Twitch, like because it's just like an age thing. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis thing or whatever. I'm just like always having to justify, like, why am I spending time online I, playing games, all this extra effort to stream? It's like, yeah. what is the purpose of it? Is it a self fulfilling thing? Well, I, is, is it like for me to grow this big persona and like make a bunch of money and like do this as a career? Obviously not. But there's a there's always this like fulfilling nature to the community behind it and like well is it worth it to them if it's worth it to them then it's worth it to me right yeah yeah and there was always like someone to give me a little hand up a little mm -hmm. little boost you know yeah and that always kept me going otherwise man i would have quit right there and right there and in then. 2000 2012 it would have been just over you know yeah. i always found a purpose to come back man mm. you know um yeah i, I think I think the pe I think people bring a lot to that as well. Like, I don't, uh, I can't quite remember how old you are. I know I'm, I'm in the 38 range. <laughs> yeah. um, I think you're the 36 range, aren't you? From 37, man. This 37. Year. There you go. Yeah, yep. yeah. And um, I think that's our generation. To be perfectly honest, we we've always got that kind of self doubt. Like when when we were growing up, I like I don't know if it's the same with you I'm just going to assume it is because like it just it just seemed to be that that kind of a thing but we were always questioned whether it was by our parents why our peers all that kind of stuff why why are you playing this why are you playing games so true yep yeah you could be you could be playing sport why 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 the, why the fuck are you sitting in front of a computer um <laughs> So we've got this like deep seated kind kind of a thing where you know we've got you know even today we've got society sitting there um, in the back of our heads this this imagined kind of society sitting there going why are you wasting your time doing this right you should be doing something productive and and they're saying like and they're also saying like well these are a, these games are a bad influence on you yes yes and we're seeing yeah. that in, in news um in, in current news i i don't know um well it's like over there in the states but yeah you know, the the go-to for australian like current affairs media is freaking Fortnite addictions like it, it's it's like it's a slow you know it's obviously a slow day uh, slow news day let's let's uh you know some kid being addicted to Fortnite, and not blaming the friggin parents sure you know? <laughs> yeah totally i just try just try explaining what twitch is to your family and 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 and, fig and, and figure it out in a way that they can understand because they'll never get past that point of like but well, why are people watching yeah, yeah because what do they do they watch tv and there's no feedback there's no there's no, no like in, interplay between them and the thing that they're watching. They don't realize like how powerful it is. Imagine, imagine if they were able to watch the news and ask, ask the news person like, well, what do you actually think? And let me ask you this specific question. They mm. would, their minds would be blown. Of course, that's yeah. not what happens on Twitch. No, <laughs> but something that they're interested in, 
Mm, like so, yeah. someone that someone that that they that they like that they that they enjoy watching. Imagine if they well, were able to like stop them in the middle of it, and the person would be like, "Oh, well, let me hey, let, let me be, let me answer your question." Yeah, a good example would be cooking shows, and and we've got cooking streams now as well. So that's that's something that you could possibly you could possibly show. But you know, my old girl was always interested in cooking shows, so um, I explained it to her like that. Can you just imagine? imagine asking is is a is a friggin' paprika really required can i substitute it with something you know some shit like that <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why i chose paprika but fucking paprika is good good hey man but, um, <laughs> spice it up spice it up exactly exactly but you know um <laughs> that's how i i actually literally explained it to my old girl like that yeah the the old man i i think being an old English, you know, kind of thing, just no clue. Um, he's only just getting the grasp of Facebook. Yeah, my, my brother's a very manly kind of diesel mechanic. Does not understand it in any way, shape, or form. It pro- probably because it doesn't involve beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's 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 not it's not like people have to understand that like if you're living a balanced life, it's not something that's going to like harm you. It's just going right. to it's like a way of like just relaxing, and it's exactly. actually there's actually more constructive behavior there than just sitting there vegging out, watching the tube, you know, Mm. like watching Mm. Netflix. I mean, you're actually interacting with people. Now there's, Mm. of course, there's all sorts of negative things that can happen. Like you could, you you could get into some drama. Somebody could, you, somebody, you could get scammed by people. There's all sorts of things. Those are just, you have to, you just have to be careful and educate yourself on, on the harmful behaviors of the internet, right? Yes. But as far as just like being in a Twitch chat, like what's the harm? I don't see the harm. There's nothing, nothing bad about it. No, you're hanging out. You're hanging out with people. It's just in an online space while, you know, one of your friends is playing a video game. trying to get from like the beginning to today and where i left off somewhere let's say early 2014 you know behind the scenes epoch mod is has been has been in development for a bit yeah sometime in 2014 i was able to join the server and i got to see some of the first sort of base building stuff get put in and it was really it was really cool the the team was hyped the epoch mod team was hyped to get this mod out there and they wanted to do uh the same thing they did in arma 2 the the whole way i got involved there was like oh i got a i got an early beta key from the developers now i was the one i guess back then i had handed out beta keys too at a certain point but i don't quite remember the arma 2 days as much but in arma 3 it was a big deal. Pretty hype. You know, everybody wanted to get a piece of it. It was different this time around. And this is kind of like where the story starts to shift. Like yep. Twitch is shifting. There's more people getting involved with it. So some of the people that were getting keys for it were also people that wanted to stream it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like content creators that. So there was like more pressure. And like during the time when the key giveaways for Arma 3 Epoch, Epoch were going on, I got pretty significant bump in my viewership you know going from 30 40 maximum viewers to now i was getting 150 to 200 viewers or so during that time and people were there to learn about the mod but also they wanted those keys man a lot yes. of people wanted keys. So yep. that's what I can thank for my Twitch partnership. Because <laughs> in uh, the reason, the whole motivation behind it, no doubt, 
well, this is an opportunity. <laughs> if I mm-hmm. don't do it now, it's never going to happen. I felt like, which is yeah. just from my brain. That's not actually true. But no. um, also Twitch didn't have this little thing called transcoding for everybody. So that meant that like everybody could have everybody who's partnered had a quality option. So around that time, 2014, like not everybody had the best Internet connections. So having the transcoding options was a huge deal. Well, being being with my 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 dodgy Australian Internet, I I wouldn't have been able to watch so many so many of of the partners without transcoding. I I think. was. I I mean, I mean, 720p 30 FPS was the was the norm for streaming back then. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning. Yeah. ADSL one connection just could not deal with that. So that was that was kind of that's how I justified doing like applying to be a partner. But also this is this is it. Like hmm. it's either I do it now or I'm really I really don't have much. <laughs> I really don't have a whole <laughs> lot of hope to, to yeah. ever to ever be partnered. It was there wasn't a lot of them around hmm. then. It was a pretty rare deal. And it was it was a manual process too. It's it, it oh, was yeah. it wasn't like the um well I think it still is partially manual it but is. it's not like the it's not like the okay seventy you have to have seventy five you have to unlock this you have to unlock that right there's no um, there was no achievement system on Twitch no. then it was just like you could go through like their help system and be like oh well apply to be a partner okay well send send your application here and then and, and then either it's approved or not and lucky enough I got approved you know it was a pretty big deal and then we're just gonna do some jumps forward in time. <laughs> so like so like epoch mod uh, ultimately did not hit there's a whole nother story behind there it it kind of didn't hit with gamers no, <laughs> like no. there was hype around the release and then it quickly died off there was some drama that happened and with the dip in popularity of arma 3 mods in general yeah once i was interested anyway you know my stream kind of kind of died down as well started to lose interest in playing that game I think around then is when I first tried tried Seven Days to Die in the very early alphas. Yep, might have been, yep. it, yeah, it might have been even like Alpha Ten or something. Mm. I thought that I thought that game was ass, you know, when it first came out. Now it's one of my favorite games. It's definitely oh, my it, favorite, my favorite like sandbox game that I play for the most part. No, no offense to Joel, is it? Yeah. yeah, no offense to Joel, but it did look like us, uh, incredible ass back in the early days. Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. in um, this is coming from someone I, I you know I played Minecraft for a while you know, back in, back in the same, like 2012, 2013 ish, I played it off and on, you know, so I wasn't really, and, uh, graphics weren't really the thing that drove me most. I just, I didn't really understand the early access thing at the time. No. And I think, I don't think a lot of people did back then either, uh, especially with the, uh, the Daisy standalone release. One, once again, just going, going back to one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was the same with seven days to die. Cause it wasn't that, that much long after I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, people didn't yeah. understand what it meant to be a tester and what it meant to have patience and all that. And and it, to to be fair, like I was in the, I was in the same club, you know, mm. I, until, until I actually became a tester and saw what it was like for developers. Mm. And they're just like, you know, they're not they're not like ha ha ha, we tricked everybody. They're like <laughs> they're just like eager, like give us the feedback. We got to fix this. We want to make it good. Yeah. Like, we want to make yeah. this. We don't. We want to make a product that that we can be proud of. I think um, I I haven't haven't had a chance to read it yet, but uh, Dean Hall was 
uh, saying that he was going to go on like an Instagram story of of how it was back in those days as well. I've been waiting um, for it. He hasn't put it out yet. No, no, because that, that would be really interesting as well. Maybe I, after I think, E3. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe after E3. But uh, I, I think that would be interesting because obviously something happened to him there. That's why he left. A, a, a lot of the drama, well, not so much drama, but just constant beration and abuse by one particular part of the DayZ community. I think yeah. um, had a lot to do with that, and the same with um, trying to think of his name. Brian Hicks would have would have had the same same kind of experience, you know, during and after Dean left. Yeah, um, there's a there's a whole separate conversation we can have about yeah. about expectations versus reality and like what it means, oh, yeah. like the lessons that are learned from mm. from early access. And I think that that uh, Dean Hall is well for one like what he what he what he accomplished and into like what he's accused of like it's so <laughs> it's so crazy because obviously he's not set out to scam people or something no. but 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 the second part is like you don't understand the impact that he had just from the mod like there's a whole timeline of the mod to like yeah. what, what, what we see now and like the two are are connected in a way just how just bang 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 like what was popular and mm. at the beginning at the very beginning was the mod and at the yeah, end now yeah. you have all these battle royale games yes yes so it's it's so we it can is... we can we can go over that sometime oh yeah that's a, that's a whole nother like two hour <laughs> long timeline thing from my perspective that i could i could just say it but <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to 2015 2015 yep 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 more people have been getting into streaming since twitch blew up you know sometime in 2015 2016 ish was really the the big boom for for twitch yeah. you know i, don't, I can't yeah. remember when the buyout amazon buyout was but it was i, I think, think in 2015 if i remember I right think, yeah i think it was uh, yeah 2015 sounds sounds about right yeah you know i started to <laughs> i've always been it goes back to like you know questioning like why am i doing this and that I always felt kind of obligated to continue, at least at that time. And I was like, man, this is just like, you know, starting to get burned out. Had some had some pretty tough personal losses uh, or mm. in 2015 and definitely in 2016. I've just really, I've really like kind of doubted like, what is like, what is Twitch now? Is it, is it still like the community thing that it started out as? And we're all here together. And, yeah. and, and what I saw was a lot of people coming into it fresh and coming at it from like the monetary aspect, like mm. trying to grow these big personas, trying to just take advantage of all those opportunities. And I didn't, mm. I was never jealous of that, but I was honestly a little bit resentful because that wasn't the spirit of how I came into it. And I don't, I guess that's a selfish perspective, but I did resent it because, well, I'm, well, I, you know, I, I have been a Twitch partner since then, but I didn't feel like I was like a money grubber, you know? No, no. I, I felt, I felt like I was being myself and, yeah, and going about it that way. So I've, I've just, I've just kind of, uh, I don't know. I felt like people picked up certain games only to, only because they were just riding the wave. And that, yeah. and 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 I've, I've since gone over all of these things. By the way, this isn't how I feel now. That's how I felt back no. then. No. Now I, now I just realize it's, it's a, it's an open platform. People can express themselves. They can be creative. They can create these big personas. It hmm. has since opened up to people to stream themselves outside walking around that was kind of a big yeah. deal for a while is it still a big deal is the irl uh, I, I, irl yeah yeah so apparently apparently it's a bit still still a deal um but i think <laughs> um irl as a category was always a shit show though 
Yeah. Always a shit show. It was full of drama. It was full of full of people trying to do YouTube pranks and um, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. And then you, and then you had people who were generally like going out and having a chat with their community while they did shopping or, or yeah, some shit like that. Or yeah, does this dress look good? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, but there was always that dark side to IRL. I think and I think it's still there of, of people who just want to shock and uh, and don't quite realize that Twitch isn't YouTube. Um, the community mm. really isn't gonna. It, really isn't going to put up with that kind of shit you know what's funny i believe Mm. that like the casual eating whatever that like the Uh, um eating eating your dinner while you're on stream that came before that came before irl (laughs) social social eating social eating wasn't that any streamer who did like a 12-hour stream you know eating their ramen noodles on on freaking camera It kind of gave people an excuse to just do the uh, just mm. do like the the camera on you because it used to be a thing that you needed to have gaming content because yes. Twitch has always been a gaming gaming like yeah it's, it's, I feel like it's always going to be like gaming at its core yeah definitely it's it's it, it, there's always going to be that that gaming aspect to its core even oh what it's not IRL anymore it's that just chatting and social oh that's and, right dude do, do that okay they split it up I, I I don't know people people listening might be like screaming like come on guys it's <laughs> it's right there on the site well I'm trying to use my recall and this is what happens mm. when I do that. So I don't want to be here like looking at my tabs while I'm talking because I'm, yeah. I'm not good at it, multitasking. It, exactly. And this is what happens when you get two old bastards having a chat, you know. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is, it's, this it's is what just, it's about. Just, the, we're just chatting just like the category. Yeah, that's Exactly. That, and, and, and yeah, like, that's. That that's fairly recent within the last year. It's last year or two, I think. Yeah, last year or two because they did they did do the the whole IRL experiment and right what a shit show that was. So that's that's when they um that's when they kind of started breaking it down into more specialized categories. Sure, which is is still a shit show because just chatting. Um, <laughs> is it's an experience to go through just it is it is because while things are kind of kind of automated in a way like you can get away with certain things for Mm. about 15 minutes sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) you can but what is the like what is the i feel like those are just like tests this is like this is like (laughs) when back in the day which back in the day means three or four years ago there were these chat bots that would come through and they would spam your chat or you would get a mass amount of follows or you would get like view botting and stuff yeah holy shit yeah yes and and like i i swear i think there was one time my mod reckons it, it was very organic because i've always been someone that i don't have viewer numbers up on on screen while i'm streaming you know i don't have who's in the chat room either I, it's basically you know who, who's whoever's engaging with me i'll engage back but there was one time uh you know one of my mods sent me a pro- private message while i was playing long dark actually and this was over over a christmas break kind of a period and they said oh cabby or cabby man whatever it was back then and they said uh dude you've got like 130 views and it's just like fucking what am i am i being view botted um i was freaking out you thought that right away i thought that right away um (laughs) you're like there's no way that there's 130 people watching me yeah 130 because there was no hosts no you know that's right yeah there was no hosts or anything like that and it's just like, dude, this this can't be right. I'm getting view botted. I'm freaking out, thinking I'm, you know, I, I I've got to tell Twitch so I don't get banned or anything like that. Both of my mods that were in the stream at the time were just like, dude, no, this has been natural. 
you know, that you've this has been over like the last couple of hours of you playing this game. They've just started trickling in, and there's been guys who you know it, it hasn't been like a viewbot kind of a situation where. Um, you know, they have at that stage, they were that sophisticated. You know, these bots were having conversations with themselves and things like that just to try and make <laughs> it seem more natural. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were engaging with me as a, as, as a streamer and, and, li- you know, listening to what I said, which is not what these bots generally tend to do. Um, holy shit. Yeah. So it was just like, I, I just could not believe it. I could, I didn't roll with that. <laughs> I completely, <laughs> I don't know how I fucked it up, but I didn't. But that, that was, you know, um, I think we got onto that by viewbotting, but yeah, no, I was just completely flabbergasted. I swear, yeah. I swear that these viewbots, they would do, they would do random tests to see like mm. what worked, and the, yep. and and not to. Well, we're both small streamers, mm. right? You know, they yep. find a small streamer and they test it out yep. because that's somebody that's probably not going to be. It's going to be kind of shielded from the eyes of the of the twitch overlords or whatever so <laughs> i think that they've they've done a good job keeping those i haven't seen oh, evidence I'm, of of view bots or chat bots in quite a long time they were har- they were they were harassing big streamers too you know mm. people would get mm. spammed and you yeah. know they've got enough drama to deal with you get <laughs> an, you get enough you, you get enough twitch viewers in a room and it turns into every esports tournament that gets broadcast a bunch of copy paste bullshit exactly so that's what really good mods are for really really you have to have you have to have really good mods uh very very intensive mods as well um i think one person one person that i can think of that has some of the best mods in the industry would probably be sequisha yeah he can have he can have a couple of you know a couple of thousand people in a room and it does not descend into absolute chaos i've never seen his There's, chat descend into chaos that's the thing man when you grow your community organically and mm. when people the people that stay are there for you yeah. they're they are a reflection of you the broadcaster yeah. if you're a good person which is such a generalized term but if you're if you're a person that sets a good example and yep. you don't and you don't let shit slide and mm. you filter out these people that are just there to troll harass mm-hmm. you know and when i say that i mean a little bit of trolling is fine but it, yep. they're there just to like be like me 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 and then just like say a bunch of edgy stuff and not actually engage with each other because that's, yeah. that's where the magic happens as a streamer when you are when your voice is being heard and people in the chat aren't just saying one thing to you it becomes like you talking to the chat responding to them but the chat actually chatting with each other and once that happens then something kind of magic happens yeah and before and before i go any further i do want to say like i've i've been streaming for you know this is my eighth year (laughs) streaming which is so weird eighth year combining my two channels together and of course i'm not going to be able to mention all of the awesome people that i've met along the way but through through telling the tale i've 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 thought of a bunch of these people so (laughs) you know i'm not going to go through like the the whole like list of probably like hundreds or maybe like a thousand people that I could mention, but I do think about all of you often. So if you're listening, thank you so much for, for being a part of this journey. And and if it wasn't for all those people, I wouldn't still be here. And I feel like, I feel like I'd have an empty place in my heart because while I have um, sometimes lost motivation to continue on, like uh, it's a big part of, of, of me. 
and it's weird to say that because it's like it's kind of a it's a new it's a new era dude it's a new world like virtual relationships with people because they are like no matter if it's a if you're an acquaintance to a close friend you're a part of their day and you become a part of their life eventually there's a danger there in like um replacing your real re- real life relationships with these virtual relationships so, you, so there is a mm-hmm. line that you can't i feel like you can't cross there but yeah thank you everybody that's it man like i i'm still <laughs> i'm still doing it in one capacity or another and mm-hmm. as far as like you know starting a podcast i've been wanting to do it for a long time if you haven't and you want to hear more more about me and maybe some regurgitation of the same story that I told today, there's going to be an intro episode that you can listen to to hear a bit more about like why I wanted to start this podcast. And it's it's sort of from the same motivation. Like when I started recording myself gaming, I, I found like through Twitch and content creation, uh, you have these conversations that you wish that you recorded so you could listen back to them yourselves and you wonder like does anybody else like it's like it's like it's like you're speaking into a void like does anybody else think the same way i do or maybe somebody else has the opposite view and they want to correct what i'm saying yes. or maybe yes. or maybe we just want to meet in the middle somewhere i think that's important and when it comes to discourse nowadays it's like the silent the silent majority doesn't doesn't speak up enough and, and most not. and most people can meet in the middle somewhere because we all have we all have something in common life liberty the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of what we have in common i i i know that that's that, there's a lot of generalization there but but maybe that's maybe that's something that we can find a common little bit of ground to stand on you know we don't have yeah. to we don't have to all be with us or against us you know don't you love that? Just just like a really quick, just a really quick <laughs> description of of the state oh. of things. I mean, I get yeah. I get I just get super neurotic with with social media and trying to understand, wow. trying to just understand people. So and and then and then uh, it's it's like I am just as guilty as everybody else. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like I want to understand how I can get better. This, especially with social media and, and, and things like that, it's still new. Like, we, we keep forgetting this shit has only been around, what, 10, 10, 10, it 10 feels or so years like, now. It feels like forever. In the same mm. way that we were talking about Twitch, and you were like, mm. there was no hosting, there was no, you know, the things, the steps to get partnered, affiliate, yeah. all that stuff. It, it, yeah. You take it for granted that it's been there forever, but it really hasn't. No. No, and it's it's moved so fast. Like all those things, all the all the yeah, especially with with Twitch and their partnership process, that's only been around, like the current way has only been around what a year and a half, two mm, years, sure, if that. Sure, you know we we think that it's been around since then, but it used to it wasn't always that way, um, and it's it's been so it, it had changed so quickly, and it's not it's still fresh. Like yeah. we, we're still trying to, I think as a species, you know, on the broader kind of sense, especially with internet, um, you know, when you were talking about before virtual relationships and things like that, we're still learning how, how we're, you know, how we fit into all of this. Yeah. You know, we've had so many millennia of community building to get where we are today when, you know, in, in regards to our neighbors physically, you know, our townships, our villages, our, our whatever, whereas the internet We've had roughly 20, 30 years. And, you know, social media, the way that it is, that's been the last 10 meters, 10 years. We're still learning. 
and that's all of us, dude. That's not just you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's all of us. We're still learning how to properly, you know, kind of um, kind of interact in this space. You know, especially with without the nuance of of uh, you know tone or body language context, or yeah. context, things like that. You know, um, I always struggled with text messages, dude. For the longest time mm. with my family, I said yeah. I would get so mad with my sister, one of my mm. sisters, and it, it was like it was more. I would say more like annoyed because I think saying angry is is or mad is like a little bit strong. I, I would get very annoyed. I was like could you just call me? And then, and then she would take that, you know, take those. And, and I realized at that time, like, well, I am the way that I'm typing, it does come off as really angry and mad. Mm-hmm. And it's like way stronger than, than how I'm and actually feeling. It was just like passing, like annoyance. Like if you're, you, you it's like, you got to call me. You can't, you can't do this texting thing. And then eventually I gave in because everybody was doing, and it's like, you yes. can't stop it. Like the whole, the way things progress, you just can't stop them. It's going to have, things are going to shift more into the virtual than the real. It's efficient, yeah. efficient, like quote unquote, efficient ways of communicating. If we yeah. could just, just use them in, you just, just slow down a little bit. If we can just slow down and use them maybe a little bit more in, inefficiently exactly quick quick jumps to judgment and just because you just because you can have a hot take doesn't mean that you should in every every instance i I do want to go back to one point though the whole thing with virtual relationships for me is that Mm. isn't that they're not good and that they don't feel good it's just like from my perspective they i get tricked into believing they're more real than they are and then you yeah. re- you reach a certain point where you realize that the person that you're talking to maybe they don't you don't mean as much to them as as they mean to you and you realize wait a minute I overextended myself and I need to pull back a little bit to be a bit more but I've I've learned I had to learn that it was yeah. learned behavior for me because I overextended myself online sometimes <laughs> I'll just say that and now now people online it's it's a good hang and i'm able to open up to people just as much to my family as i do mm. to, to an extent of course there's there's always dangers of revealing certain personal Pretty information much. but my feelings i can reveal how how i'm feeling a yes. lot better mm. and that's been something that's helped me grow it's been like a mutual thing i've been able to grow my my relation with my family which is pretty powerful man cuz oh yeah it's uh, it's it's helped me connect with them on a deeper yeah. level, and uh, I don't know where we're at here now, but I did have a couple of questions for you. Yeah, yeah, good, nuts, man. People would always ask me. People that are starting streaming, they have questions about like, well, what what advice do you have for someone who's starting out, and like, how do I grow my stream, and how do I like, what what is the best advice you have for people that are getting into Twitch? Best, the best advice that I would ever get uh, that that I have is don't try too hard. You know, don't don't go for for things. You know, at at full ball, start small, build it up. Most of most of the really big streamers that I know today have started small and they've built it up over time. Uh, you know, they may have gotten uh, you know a boost every now and again where they've gone from like uh, you know fifty viewers to. 200 viewers straight away and then you know drop back a bit and they got another boost and so forth and 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 so forth but um that that that's pretty much that's it just don't don't come on too strongly you come on too strongly because uh, the thing about twitch is is it is a community you know networking is so important 
um, in this in this kind of uh, in this kind of community. It's, it's a lot of the time it is who you know. Yeah, you know you're you're only going to get exposure to to larger groups of people if you know the right people to kind of help you with that. So, and if you come on too strong, you're just going to completely ruin that. Don't go like a bull out of the gates. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Build up that your first five viewers. Okay, then take the step of building up your 10 viewers, then 20, then 50. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. You know, there's no no point crying over spilt milk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's not forever. And uh... yeah, and, and the other thing is also be open minded to the fact that it isn't for everybody. I yeah, and, and probably the same with you, dude, like you mentioned before, that um, you're not expecting to be you know, you know, somebody really big or anything like that. I've never expected to be anybody really big, which is yeah. As yeah, going back to that uh, that view botting thing, you know, when when I did <laughs> grow, when I did grow 130 viewers naturally over over the course of one stream, I initially thought that it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't you weren't like holy shit, this is my this is my day, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, who's fucking with me now? Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, I think that I'll, I'll I'll just add a just a couple of things in there. I would say that yeah, your motives are, are a big thing. Yeah. Uh, don't think that you're going to become a millionaire. Take your gains as they come. Not not yes. not the one day, but like the the average of a like if you're a stats person, you can look at you can look at a whole month and and how things are going. And if you do meet people that are you know be respectful don't 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 make the mistake of of thinking that all of the people that you meet on twitch are there to mm. help you grow take it take it like the the twitch is a big community and you should have you should be blessed to have opportunities to make friends because yes. that's that's what's gonna when times are tough those are the people that are gonna be there for you Oh, yeah. to, to to give you a little boost when you need it. You'd be surprised, man. Some days where I was feeling super low, you know, friends come through, say hi, yeah. you know, bring their viewers over through a raid or a host now, which are somewhat new features if you think about the whole history. And you realize like, man, I, I love this guy or gal that comes <laughs> through, you know? I, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that I made friends with them because today it made my day to see them. So you, yeah. build, you build those relationships over time. And if you're not in it for the long game, maybe it's not for you. No. And you shouldn't feel like you need to stream every day. No, and like, no like definitely you said, not. Like you said, you got you to gotta work within your means. Exactly. Hell, hell if, if you have the means to decide, I want to try full, streaming full time, all the power to you. But you better, better damn well not expect a whole lot. It's just, it's just might, it might not happen. You can't, it's not one of those things you can predict. It's so volatile, even for like the larger creators, their, oh, their, yeah. their income stream is so volatile from one month to the next. And Definitely. if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to treat it like a business, that might mean that you got to plot along and play the same damn game for a whole month. If you're a game yep. streamer, that is, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And God, treating it, <laughs> treating it, treating it as a, as a business, I I can't think of anything worse. To be per like personally, yeah. yep, I cannot think of anything worse than than treating it like a business. Um, I think a lot of people try and get on get into the get into the industry itself because they want to do something they enjoy. You know, they want to try and if if they're going to earn money doing something that they enjoy, then freaking bonus. I can't imagine being i can't imagine being ninja to be perfectly honest i i could not imagine it you know playing Fortnite constantly that over guy, and over again 
that guy people think that people think that it just happened to him overnight oh, they no, don't, he's they, been yeah. they don't understand that guy has been streaming i don't know maybe as long as i have he's certainly been around he's done this shit he put in fucking tens of thousands of hours into it hours. and then yeah. he was in the right place at the right time and yeah. great and great he took advantage of the situation it, oh, as yeah. everybody in his position would have so you can't you but can't now, fault them for that. But oh, now, no, you, you can't fault them for that. But, but now, now, of course, the new, of course, the news media spins it as like it could happen to you. In fact, I did a I did a um an interview with a local news station, and that was their dumbass story. Was <laughs> here's Ninja. It could happen to you. All you have to do is stream, and maybe one day you could be Ninja. And it's uh. like you got to be kidding me. I followed up with the with the person who interviewed me, and I said I'd love to. I'd love for you guys to do a follow-up story sometime and talk about the dangers. <laughs> so I don't I don't remember exactly what I said. I'm like the the dangers of of people expecting to become ninja or something, you know, to, to that oh, extent. Yeah. Like like you guys you shouldn't be setting people up for for disappointment like this. Of course I didn't get a response back because they oh, wanted I think that I think that they wanted to put out a, a puff piece for Twitch and its success mm. because, well, Amazon is coming into the area with this giant warehouse and stuff like that. So yeah. they wanted to kind of kind of be like, hey, look, Amazon, we're giving you some good press. I think that's a dangerous. I think that's just really dangerous to for the younger generation, for them, for them to think that that like it can just happen to you. Well, nothing just happens to anybody. That guy had to earn it. And and te- technically, like there, there's that there's that danger as well. You know, as a counter side to that point, where it can just happen to you. Sure, you can work ten thousand hours, and all of a sudden you're given an opportunity and you ride with it. But that opportunity is not always there. It doesn't always have. It doesn't always come along. You can work your you can work yourself to the bone, and it never comes up. It never. Or if it does come up, you don't recognize it. And, yeah, and you, you you completely let it go by. That shit happens too, and and that's yeah, kind of roundabout. Going back to my to the point, the 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 great advice is just take it as it comes. Start small, yeah. You know, even if you have big dreams, start small. You know, you're not going. It's not guaranteed that success is going to happen. Your own mental health is much much more important. You know, and you don't want to have that. And the other thing is, if you start small, you're less likely to get into the the trap that so many people seem to get into when they do blow up whereas they completely have no idea what they're doing and they fuck it all up <laughs> <laughs> that's right man and and that's and that's and that's fair fair enough that's the advantage of coming into it now is that mm. There's a lot of creators that have been there and done that before. So you mm-hmm. have a you have an opportunity to network and reach out and make friends with people who can give you advice along the way. And if mm-hmm. and if you're proactive enough, you will maybe be more I'm gonna, not gonna say you're gonna be prepared, but you'll be more prepared for these mm-hmm. situations as they happen. Exactly. And, and, and just and I would say just for people, just be careful because it can I have an addictive personality as a general as a general thing. Like you get a little bit of success, viewership, whatever, and you think putting more hours into it is going to be like, um, I had this much success on this day, so I'll just multiply that up, boop, 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 eight hours times yep. this in this many mm-hmm. days, and it's not going to happen that way. You still have to be entertaining. You, you, you know, if you were successful for, for a four-hour stream and you want to go, well, I'll, I'll do the same thing for eight hours, just r- realize that, you have to be entertaining for eight hours, not just four. 
And listen, it's, I'm I'm no expert on like analytics and like knowing like in fact the guy that I referenced earlier in the story, the guy who um who inspired me a lot, even back then, he was watching the, the game types that he liked uh, to play yeah. and he yeah. would go in and look at viewership numbers at different mm. times of the day. He would schedule his streams to to happen at certain times of the day to take advantage of the viewership being higher. Yeah. This was this was before they had like built-in analytics to your dashboard and stuff on Twitch. Oh yeah. And you can certainly do that, right? Jeez, you re- you really like you're getting your. I feel like for the person just starting out, like the main thing is just like, okay, let's let's get the audio and video looking nice and sounding nice, and let's yeah. get let's get you used to actually talking to a chat, and then like you said, take it as you come, and there you go, take it as you come. Also, have fun. People like it when you have fun. Oh yeah, that's, that's the other bit of the, advice. Uh, yeah, that's the. I think that's the number one. Nobody nobody likes watching someone. Who's just going through the friggin' motions. Unless you're actually really, really, really good at the game that you're playing. That's the only time that you can get away with that. If you're really good at what you're playing and you're having fun, <laughs> bonus. Sure. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. a... It's an, but let's just end on a positive note and just say oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just say that like I feel like I feel like I'm using the wrong word here and maybe you'll come up with a different word. There is yeah. a, there is a spectrum of of people that stream games, like you said, the casual person to the person who's really good at games, and there's also a spectrum of viewers, those who enjoy all of those things. So no matter what oh, game, yeah. no matter what game you play. To a certain extent, if you're playing some game from whatever, some obscure game, people might not ever find you. To somebody playing the latest, greatest game, there's going to be at least some viewers for you. So pick pick what you want mm. that you enjoy and have fun with it. That's that's really yeah. it, man. Pretty, pretty much it. If you're not having fun, just go back to your nine, five, nine to five job where it probably pays better for you to not have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that I think that most people would certainly not not just up and quit their job unless i hope i hope they wouldn't up oh. and quit their job unless they had two times their monthly income <laughs> I, I, might, I might have to do some might have to do some research on that for you because like oh. yeah uh, you, you hear like i see some i've seen see it. some tweets out there i've seen it i just got uh. i just got affiliate today guys i'm decided totally to quit, quit my, my job, job. Uh. 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 it's oh, it puts it puts so much pressure on your viewers to have to support you financially and it's in the long run, it's just gonna it's gonna crack and it's gonna it's gonna tumble. As as someone who doesn't actively you know go for you know um, subs or donations on my stream, I've been affiliate for what two years now. I have not had one payout yet. Kid you not, it doesn't bother me either. Does not bother me. I I'm I see affiliate more as as if if guys want to get that little friggin' checkered heart. <laughs> it gives there for you. it gives your it gives your viewers some swag man it gives them some yeah. it gives them some identity yeah exactly uh, okay yep. last last two questions what is the etymology what is the history of cabbie i know part of it uh, history of cabbie um your so your yeah, alias the the alias yeah mm-hmm. well originally my online persona was i kid you not cmas se M A double S. Okay. So, which, as you can like, I just put it through some kind of random generator. Oh boy! And um, yeah, which which never, and I didn't think about the consequences of 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 something that's so close to see my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so basically, I, I it needed to change one. It, 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 I'd had enough. It needed. I've always had something about angels, angels, demons, all that kind of stuff. I I grew up in a very Christian uh, Catholic household, which I, which was great to find out was all a lie. Yeah. So I, I've always had this kind of uh, theology interest in in that kind of thing. There is an angel called Cabniel, which was basically the angel that you invoke to help cure stupidity. And I thought, well, that's fucking great for the internet. Really? Yeah, that's so appropriate for the internet. It's not funny. And also some of the shit I do on the internet. So I took Cabniel. Yeah, that was that was all right for a while. Basically, it got shortened down to cabby. And of course, I did spend two years as a cab driver back when I was in uni. So yeah, cabby kind of fit as well. So cabby, cabby man. One of my friends came up with the cabby man can, or you know, all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> so it kind of just grew from there. But yeah, originally Cabniel shortened to cabby. So which is why I I did kind of move away from the cabby man kind of thing and just go straight to, straight to cabby because it was more pure. That is such a better that that name is so much better to me now that you described it. That's so good. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. last thing I was going to ask is just like, what's the future for you as far as like content creation? Do you have any plans to? I, I've got, I'm one of these people, I, I come up with so many different ideas because I, I don't know if you know, I, I know a few people do, but I, I, I also love 3D modeling, 3D sculpting. And also uh, I love doing, you know, the weird voices, weird voices, funny voices, announcing voices. All, you know, all, the, all those kind of things. I, I got so many ideas and I'm just limited by time and con- other constraints like talent, lack thereof. My future, who knows? Who knows? It's constantly up in the air. It's constantly changing. I've gone from channel wise. You're always going to be. You're always going to find me playing what I want to play at the time and and having fun what I'm playing. Which at the moment is is um, taking the the Mickey out of an absolute classic, which is Knights of the Old Republic. You know, so how can yeah. people how can people get in touch with you if they want to? All right, so you know, obviously Twitch. I've stolen the the great cabby label, thankfully. That's um, what that's not, with a K. If people don't know, it's a K A K A B I E. That's the one. That's the one. K A B B I E. Yeah, yeah, which is available nowhere else. So on Twitter, wow, I am. I am K A B B I E underscore. Those are those are two that my my two main channels at the moment. I've kind of shut down every, everything else when I um when I had to take a break a little while back and and kind of disconnect and happens and, it um, happens to all of us, man. So, but well, um, we're going to be talking again real soon. And of course, ooh. I'm Orange Sherbet. You can find me on Twitter at Orange Sherb. And actually, the the show has a Twitter too. That is at, at Emotive Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing or following if you're listening on Twitch so you can stay up to date with future episodes. You can find me on Twitter at Orange Sherb and also follow the show at Emotive Podcast for updates and to interact with me. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also email the show with questions or suggestions at emotivepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you in the next episode.